What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of Excuse the Miamians. We are one step closer to 40, but before we continue and you continue listening to this podcast, please follow the podcast. I would appreciate it if anybody followed the podcast. If you do want to share it, it always helps out because obviously the bigger the crowd is, the better it is. But one of the things that I did say and I did promise that I was going to be doing was a pretty much a mid-season review of the Miami Dolphins. And week 10 was our bye week. And I have to say it was probably one of the best week, you know, bye weeks we've ever had. And on top of that, the Dolphins got everything going their way. So it's pretty much like if they won this week, which is pretty insane. But we'll talk a little bit about that later. But anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying today's show. Let's get it started. So in the preseason, everybody was wondering if Tua was going to be able to stay healthy, how this team would roll with a Mike McDaniel offense for a second year and how Vic Vangio was going to change up the scheme compared to our previous seasons. So I think it's fair to say that everything has turned out better than expected. And nobody, I think that if anybody would have told you that the Dolphins would have been 6-3 and three going into the bye week, nobody would have believed you, right? Because we did have some really, really tough games against the Chargers. People didn't know if the Patriots are going to be good this season. The Broncos were with a brand new head coach, and they thought that Russell Wilson was going to be the big deal, you know, with him. And then the New York Giants had just gone to the playoffs last year, so it was going to be a tough matchup against them. And obviously, the Bills were always a problem. You had the Eagles, you had the Chiefs. There was a lot of games that nobody thought, I mean, maybe people thought it was going to be like, you know, probably like a four and five or a five and four, something around those lines. But to be honest, it went better than expected, right? So we're going to start it off with week one. The Dolphins were playing the Chargers and they ended up demolishing. Well, not demolishing. It was one of those games that it was back and forth, back and forth. And the Dolphins got the last laugh. They ended up winning 36-34 against the Chargers. And I thought that that was one of the biggest games of the season already. Just because you already know the Tua Tungabailoa and the Justin Herbert drama. Who got drafted first? Who didn't? Who the Dolphins could have gotten? And I mean, it's fair to say that right now, Tua has shown that he could be the next big thing in the Miami Dolphins and maybe in the even in the NFL. And he had finished that game off with 466 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. But the craziest play of the, you know, the player of the game, I mean, besides Tua, had to be Tyree Kill. He had 11 receptions, 215 yards and two touchdowns. So that was one of the crazier games that we had. Even it's just the start of week one, right? It was just insane. And people thought, man, can this Dolphins team keep it up? And it's fair to say they really did. So I think it was on Sunday Night Football, the Dolphins on week two had to play the Patriots. And the Dolphins ended up taking care of business. And they won 24-17 to in a game that was very defensive, I guess you can say. Because the Patriots had just lost their, you know, their second game. I mean, they lost their first game of the season. So everybody was wondering if they were going to bounce back. That was the whole day that they, 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 I believe they introduced Tom Brady's number into the ring of honor. So it was a big deal for them. But Tua didn't have the best game. But Raheem Mostert, my gosh, 18 carries, 121 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, if I don't know where we would be without Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. But, the, you know, both solid backs really did help us out being able to get out of that game. Because you already know. 
that the Patriots were going to play some defense and they were going to send out their players all the way to the back. They were going to play with safeties. They're going to do whatever they can to take away the throwing game. So the Dolphins were able to beat the Patriots. They start the season 2-0. and And then all of a sudden, we already know what happens in week three, right? <laughs> it was 70-20 to against the Broncos. And a lot of people were thinking, you know, they're going to get Sean Payton. They're going to get Russell Wilson to be on the same page, play great. But the start for the season for the Broncos was very difficult. I mean, they didn't start off great. They were 0-3. They actually almost won their first two games. But when it came, I just have to say, Russell Wilson played a great game. He He was 23 for 38 with 306 yards, one touchdown, and one bad interception. But besides that, Russell Wilson isn't the best, but he isn't the worst. I mean, if anything, he's higher. Like, if, if you're going to tell me on a scale from 1 to 10 how good he is, he, he's probably a 6 to a 7, maybe even an 8. He's pretty good when it comes down to it, and he doesn't commit too many errors, which w- makes him even better. It makes him one of those seasoned veterans. But, man, when the Dolphins ended up pulling out their starters in the third quarter, I was like, I wonder how the rest of this game is going to go, that we're going to have Mike White and A-Chan out, A-Chan out there and everybody. And the Dolphins still ended up destroying them and putting 21 in the fourth quarter. So they had a chance to break the all-time record if they made a field goal. But the Dolphins decided not to take that chance and humiliate the Broncos. And there was a lot of controversy because everybody thought that the Dolphins should have taken over and gotten that record. But it is what it is. The Dolphins ended up having, win. you know, they won that game 2 0 Three, uh, 309 yards, four touchdowns. A-Chan with 203 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill with nine catches, 157 yards, and one touchdown. Dolphins at this point are 3-0. They're rolling. But you already know, when you start rolling, it's going to be eventually you're going to hit this stop because you're going to play a good team. So what happens? Everybody thought that the Bills were going to be the next big thing. And the Bills were 2-1 and one at the time because they lost to the Jets in the first week. So the Dolphins did have a game over them. But unfortunately, we got, you know, we had to get the brakes put on us. And it was a tough game to watch. The Buffalo Bills beat the Dolphins 48-20. to And I really did think that the Bills could have put 70 on us that same game. But for some reason, I think that when you think about the Dolphins, it's just that kryptonite that happens to us. It's the Buffalo Bills, and it always happens where we will lose these games. And for some reason, we have to find a different way, a different strategic way to beat them. Because whenever you see it, you're going to have Josh Allen running all over us. And when he's not running, he's passing the ball great. I know that he has not been good this season, but against the Dolphins, he's always the best. So we got the best version of him there. He had 320 yards, four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs ended up cooking the, our defense. And remember, we were without Xavier Howard and Ramsey at this point. So he had six catches for 120 yards and three touchdowns. And it wasn't the best game for us. It really wasn't. Tua had 282 yards, one touchdown, one interception. A-Chan went one, uh, eight carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns. But, you know, Tyreek... Couldn't do much either. Three receptions and 58 yards. So the Dolphins go 3-1 and one to start the season. Technically, we were tied for the AFC East, but the Buffalo Bills do have that advantage at this time. So then we're going to go to Week 5. And Week 5, 
strong, solid start by the, by the Dolphins. They end up beating the Giants. I don't want to go too into this game because the Giants were pretty much depleted all over. And I know that you're going to tell me injuries are a factor of the game. Of course they are. But the Giants have not been great all season. And especially this season, they ended up not... You know, in this game, their O-line was completely depleted. The Dolphins took over. The Dolphins did what they had to do, and they just destroyed them. They won 31-16. to So then we go on to our next game. It was the Dolphins versus the Panthers, and the Panthers started off great, 14-0. And everybody's thinking, whoa, 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 this team hasn't woken up yet. So the Dolphins just end up waking up, going into the second quarter, scoring 21, and then finishing off the Carolina Panthers 42-21. to the rest of the way. So it was pretty wild. Tua had three touchdowns. You know, you had Tyreek Hill with 163 yards and one touchdown. Raheem Moster with 115 uh, 115 yards, two touchdowns. Dolphins did everything they could, and they ended up dominating that team. And then the Dolphins right now are at a solid place, right? They have a great record. They're standing 5-1, and one, and then they have to play the Eagles. Now, when the Dolphins lost to the Eagles, everything was, can they even beat a good team? Can they even stay good against, you know, can they beat really, really good teams? And the question is, I do think they can. They haven't done it this season, but we've been close to. So the Eagles lose 31-17. to We had a lot of injured players there in that game, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to put that on them. It is what it is. We didn't have our entire O-line. We didn't have our best, you know, one of our corners there. And we were pretty, pretty depleted. But our offense was still there. Our offense could not do much. And the Eagles, they got to take a playbook from somebody because, man, they were able to stop us for a bit. Then the next week after that, the Dolphins played the Patriots. And the Dolphins on October 29th just destroyed the Pats. And I think that Bill Belichick has never beat Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I believe he's 6 or 7-0 and against him. So I can't wait. If Hopefully this continues. But we don't even know what's going to happen with the Patriots, their head coach, and their team next season. So the Dolphins end up sweeping the Patriots. And then they go on to Frankfurt, Germany to play the Chiefs. And this was a game that it was a tale. Of, it, was a, it was a half of two tails, right? In the, in the first half of the game, the Dolphins are losing 14-0. to zero. And this is, you know, the Dolphins just couldn't do anything offensively. And then they end up executing, making such great plays in the second half of the game. And they're able to score 14 points. The Dolphins with the ball in their hands, and they could not win the game. They end up going on, fourth da- on four downs. And unfortunately, that fourth down had to be caught by Tua. I do believe that he is a great quarterback. He could be a potential MVP. He could be a great superstar. But one of the things that Connor Williams and Tua need to work on is hiking the ball. Because I understand Tua needs to catch that. But Connor Williams also needs to put it in a better position. Whatever it was, the Dolphins ended up not being able to hit that fourth down. And they lost the game. But Patrick Mahomes could not throw to Travis Kelsey at all. So the Dolphins were doing something right. And Vic Vangio's scheme is working. So right now, the Dolphins are 6-3 and three in the middle of the season. And I think this is the perfect bye week. Just because, you know, if you get it too early into the season, it's like the season just started. You're in the fourth or fifth week. Why would you want the bye week there? Nobody's really injured. And then at the end of the season, if you are rolling, you don't want to have, you know, that bye week and stop you from continuing to, you know, to dominate. So the fact that the Dolphins lost, they got this bye week, 
it's a perfect bye week. If we're going to look at the rest of the schedule, it's not to say that the Dolphins could go on and win all these games. They should, but I don't want to do this because last year we saw that the Dolphins went on that West Cro- uh, the West Coast trip. If you remember, we started in the 49ers, then we went to the Chargers, then we went to the Bills. The Dolphins ended up losing five in a row. So right now, the Dolphins are going to be playing at home against the Raiders. Then they're going to go to the Jets. Then they have to play the Commanders in Washington. Then the Dolphins against the Titans in Miami. Then the Dolphins against the Jets. Then the Dolphins against the Cowboys in Miami. Then the Dolphins need to go to the Ravens. And the last game of the season, which is going to be really, it'll determine something. That's for sure. It'll be the Dolphins versus the Bills to end the season. The next five games should be very favorable for Miami. But... Remember, the Raiders just beat, they just won two games in a row with Antonio Pierce as their brand new head coach. Then they have to play the Jets, one of the best defenses in the league. Then you're thinking about the Commanders. Nobody's talking about their quarterback, but he's up there in yards. I believe he's top three in yards this season. Then the Dolphins have to play the Titans. They haven't been playing great, but they got a brand new quarterback. Maybe that kid makes some noise, and then they need to play the Jets one more time. The last three games of the season are the hardest ones. You're going to be playing a great defense in the Cowboys. I'm not going to say that they're an elite offense, but with the way that the Dolphins are playing, we might be able to stop them. And then you have to go to the Ravens, one of the best teams in the AFC right now. And then they have to go to the, in Miami, playing the Bills. The Bills are struggling. And right now, let's say that the Bills go on a little run and the Dolphins go on their own little run. You're going to want to take this AFC crown and you're going to want to get the East. So hopefully this game will, you know, hopefully towards the end of the season, we start seeing if the Bills are not going to be in that first place and the Dolphins will move up, but we'll see how it goes. There's still a lot of time left on the season. Now, the Dolphins bye week just happened. So you're asking me, why did the Dolphins end up winning? Well, let's be real. The Colts were playing the Patriots in Germany. And I know that the Patriots are all the way at the bottom of the of the AFC East. But whenever your AFC East opponents lose, whoever in your conference loses, it's a good time. So the Patriots ended up losing to the Colts 10 to 6. Then the Ravens end up losing to the Browns. That was one of the best games on TV. The Browns were down by two uh, by by I believe it was one point. They were able to kick that field goal and make it. And I'm going to tell you later why the Ravens loss means a lot. Then on top of that, we have the Jaguars losing to the 49ers 34-3. They completely got blown out. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, man, I thought this was going to be more of a competition. And last but not least, I mean, actually, there's two times. You have the Texans beating the Bengals. CJ Stroud putting up crazy numbers against the Bengals. And nobody saw that coming. Everybody thought the Texans were going to lose. The Texans go into Cincinnati and they win a big one. And last but not least, last night, the Bills end up losing to the Broncos. And I have to say, what a game. The Broncos should have had a bigger lead, to be honest. But if you didn't watch it, I'll just tell you about the fourth quarter. The Broncos were winning. Then the Bills, well, they score, the Broncos score a touchdown, but they don't, they aren't able to kick the extra point. So the Bills come marching down the field. They score and they're winning by one point. The Broncos march the field and they end up kicking a field goal, but they missed. But guess what happened? There was 12 men on the field and the Broncos were able to re-kick. They made it and the Bills lose. So this actually helps out Miami so much. 
because Miami has now a one and a half game lead on the Bills and the Jets are, they lost again. So the Jets are at the bottom and the Patriots are at the bottom. The Dolphins winning would be able to, you know, you can go up by two games. So it's going to be crazy. And now the Jets are playing the Bills and the Bills lost to the Jets earlier in the season. It's going to be a crazy time. I'm not going to lie. Like right now, once you start getting to the middle of the season, the NFL playoff picture looks beautiful. So as I said, the AFC standings right now, it's number one, Kansas City. But guess what happened? The Baltimore Ravens lost. They haven't had their bye week. So that means the Dolphins have a game over them right now that they could play and go potentially over them. Jacksonville is tied with the Dolphins for fourth place with six and three. But there's four teams that are six and three right now. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cleveland Browns. So there's four teams at six and three. And one of the names that I didn't think was going to be up there, it's Pittsburgh. But you already know the Pittsburgh will that Pittsburgh will always find a way to get up there. But anyway, I think that if I had to grade the Dolphins right now, I would give them a solid B plus. The reason why I know that I know that they haven't played or they haven't been able to beat the Eagles team, the Chiefs team, and the Bills. But two of those teams had just gone to the Super Bowl, and one of them is a rivalry game. The Dolphins almost beat the Chiefs away, and I really do think that if they were to go to the playoffs and maybe play in Miami, things would be a little bit different. But with the, you know, I understand the Eagles winning. They have, you know, they've had that success. I think they've only lost two games, like two regular season games in the last two seasons. So for that to happen, that's insane, right? That is an insane stat. But they're playing great. The brotherly shove play, nobody can stop it. I think it's only been stopped once. But right now, Miami has a clear, you know, they have a clear cut. You got to go out there. You got to win your games. You got to do what it takes to be able to just win out of the next seven games that you got. You got to at least try to win five of them and you should be good. But the end of the season is going to matter a lot because if the Dolphins are able to beat the Baltimore Ravens, they can move up to that second spot. And on top of that, they have to play the Cowboys and they have to beat the Bills. So the expectations are there for the Dolphins. They can win the AFC East and hopefully we can make it into the playoffs at a high seed and they can win a game in the playoffs. That's where we're hoping. I think that the way that the Dolphins are right now as a team, they need to win a playoff game at least. I don't want to see I don't want to see this team not go to the AFC Championship and I know I have big aspirations for this team, but I've never seen a Miami Dolphins team win a champ uh, not a championship for sure. I've never seen that. And I've never seen a Miami Dolphins team win a playoff game, let alone that. So, I'm just hoping that we're able to win something this year. And if the Dolphins, I mean, they have quite a squad. I did say I was going to talk a little bit about Vic Vangio because if you remember at the beginning of the season, we didn't have everybody healthy. Xavier Howard was dealing with a couple injuries. Our D-line, you know, you had Jalen Phillips out a couple games, but they've been able to maintain and stay in there. And now you already saw when you have Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey on one side, they the, 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 the Chiefs couldn't do anything. So you're thinking... Right now, the way that the team is constructed, the defense needs to be healthy in order for the Dolphins to win, and that's exactly what they're getting. Everybody is getting great and healthy. A-Chan just came back from injury. They already activated him. Craycraft is back. So the team is looking pretty much almost 100%. That's great. And one of the things that everybody was also wondering, was Tua going to be healthy this season? 
and everything is pointing to yes so far, which is a great sign. Hopefully nothing happens to him, knock on wood, because I just wanted to continue balling up and continue to dominate. He could be in the MVP conversation if he ends up beating the Cowboys and if they beat the Bills and if they end up beating the these other teams later on. But anyway, let me know what you guys think about this episode. I'm going to put it down in the Spotify for everybody to comment. Also, on top of that, please share this podcast with your friends and follow the Twitter at Love Miami Sports. The name is Excuse the Miamians, though. You're going to see it there. But another thing that I wanted to say, I've been watching a lot of the Heat games and the same way that I do it with the Heat games, I mean, with the Dolphins games where I end up going and I do my little, you know, me talking about their summary of the game and what I thought, my opinions of it. I want to know if you guys want to see that after every single week that there's heat games or do you prefer that I end up doing this every single game after the game? Because if the heat play tonight and they end up winning and it's like 10 o'clock, do you want to see a podcast on that? Or would you rather wait for me to finish a whole week where maybe they played three or two games and then recap them? Let me know what you guys want in that question chat in Spotify. So with that being said, I love you guys and let's go dolphins.